Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Southern Scrap Nation's podcast. Your host, as always, Daniel Jonas, here, January 14, 2001, or 2021. Ugh, 2001 would be not a good year. Um, it is, you know, around like 10 o'clock in the morning. It's been a while. It's been like a month since I've been here doing a podcast, obviously UFC and a bunch of the other promotions took a little bit of a break for the holidays. I took a break for the holidays and news has been kind of slow and boring in the MMA world. So why come and do stuff? Cause I don't, you know, there's really no, yeah, there's no point in putting out episodes for people if there's no fights and I'm not going to sit here and just break down UFC drama and weekly news it's kind of a reach. That's not why people sign up to listen to this thing. But we are still here, Charlotte, North Carolina, as always. It is a cold day, but not as cold as Spain's having. Spain, with snow for the first time in I don't know how many years. Um, but we got some fights this weekend. We got some good fights this weekend, the following weekend, and... The let's see what next next weekend. Well, Moon Year was Oz is fighting again. That's kind of cool. Tomorrow, like next weekend, is more of like an aperitif for UFC two fifty seven. It could just be prelims extended. To be honest, it could be like the early early prelims. Um, because next week's cards kind of shallow, but it's people I think that are in the area. Yeah, I think it's people that are, like, in the area or have no trouble flying to Abu Dhabi and need to get a fight. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of Nirmaga Madoffs, Brazilians. Mm, yeah. All right. But this weekend, we've got the return of Max Holloway against Calvin Cater. And definitely, as far as, like I was saying, this this weekend and the following week, not next weekend, but the weekend after the 30th, the 23rd, my bad. Um, oh, wait, is this a Wednesday? Yeah, this is a Wednesday. Oh, it's this Wednesday. Oh, okay, never mind. So this weekend, sorry, this weekend... We have the return of Max Holloway going against Calvin Cater. And uh, this weekend's card and then UFC 257 have four of the best boxers as far as the lighter weights are concerned. Fighting. So it's fun to watch, especially for me. I've, you know, been really into boxing lately. At least getting better and adding those things to an overall game. But it's a right. It's a nice con, uh, contrast because you have Max Holloway. As, as strictly speaking, for this weekend, um, UFC on ABC. UFC returns to ABC this weekend. Um, Holloway versus Calvin Cater. What makes this fight super interesting is you have a guy who's a very volume punching striker who uses his range very well. He kind of sets up counters pole counter is the classic stuff as a taller fighter. 
you would use. Oh, what's that? Sorry, there was a noise that was right in my ear. Anyway, Max Holloway uses these pull counters. He's the tall, lankier fighter. He sets up with volume, and then it kind of opens up the rest of his game because he breaks opponents, makes them miss, makes them pay, and then they have him going backwards. If you're going backwards and you try to throw things, it's going to be easier for me to react if I'm going forwards, as well as your your punches don't have as much power on them. Now, what Calvin and Max both share in common is that they were both kind of slow starters. Calvin's trying to be a faster starter. He's he's made that improvement in his game by knocking uh, Jeremy Stevens out in the second round. However, it, he's still he's still in that you know has to get going kind of stage, and so is Max. Max has always been that kind of, especially in his most recent fights because they've always been, and in this one I bet as well because they're five round fights. He's had to conserve the energy correctly. He's had to. He's been able to work five rounds. He's. I think he's one of those guys that, as much as he finishes fighters, he has the game plan of, I'm going the distance, and then everything else in between is kind of, you know, it makes everything a little bit easier. It's a cakewalk, if you will. If he goes in there and Jose Aldo, for example, if you're expected five rounds of leg kicks and heavy shots and having to check low kicks and maybe even stuff some takedowns. But yet you get him out there in like three rounds, four rounds. Makes a pretty good day, you know? And all those cupcakes that Max Holloway likes to eat aren't for nothing. But in this Calvin Cater fight, I don't see the ability to push forward as open as he has been in the past. Because one, Calvin's not as... He's he's long. His arms are long. So you're not going to be able to just... He's not going to be able to just... Uh, Max isn't going to be able to just establish that range quickly. He's not going to be able to use... He, if he's smart, he's going to use the kicks to set up a little bit of range finding. Oblique kicks, um, push kicks, anything to give him a little bit of distance to bide his time, find out the range, and then start using his hands. Another thing that Max can do that he's got in his back pocket, but in his words, why would I show you this part of my game? If you can't get past, you know, my hands, which is fair. But sometimes you might have to pressure wrestle. And that might not be a bad plan against Calvin Cater. As far as records go, Calvin's got a better record than Max Holloway has. Now, Max has been fighting top-flight competition for all of his life, essentially. But the experience... um, Not experience, but, you know, the lack of damage, if you will... The losses that Calvin did suffer are more like he got outpointed because of leg kicks due to Hanato Moikanyo. Um Magomed uh, Zabit. He just, yeah, he was faster, started quicker. But it wasn't like Calvin was getting fucked up. Whereas Max Holloway's had some fights 
the Dustin Poirier fight. Um, Volkanovski fight not so much. Mostly the the Dustin fight that was pretty brutal. But he's taking punches in other fights against some really hard hitting guys. You know, Connor, the likes of those. We've seen a little bit of the damage to the head, right? And that's where, as much as I love Max, and I'm sure he's he's the favorite. No, wait, is he? Yeah, he's the favorite. And as as the rightfully as he should be, because he's former champion. If there's anything I've learned working with Troy, it's this. Those pitter-patter shots, as much as they do have some, they can have some sting to them. If you're going to box Calvin Cater, it's not a smart idea. Because eventually he's going to start finding his range and just the sheer difference in power and combination where Calvin sits down on his punches and Max does not sit down on his punches. Most UFC fighters do not sit down on their punches. The very small likeliness that some of them do, the Calvin Caters, the Rob Fonts, there's a significant difference in the power of them. Calvin has a significant difference, not because he's bigger, not because he is solely some, he's got some gift from God. No, it's because he learned the proper boxing fundamentals that I think if Max goes in there and he's going to try to outbox Calvin, I think that is a bad idea, especially for five rounds because it'll allow Calvin to go to the body. It'll allow him to warm his arms up. So I think for Max, takedowns, clenching, you got to take him into that veteran and having those 21 fights and six losses, even though it's a, the record is different and not as, you know, if you look at it, it's not as good as Calvin. The top flight competition they fought, you got to take the experience that you learned from those guys and you got to implement it on him. You got to realize it's a five round fight. You want to take it into deep waters if you can. You smother his, you, you get him tired, you go to the body, you do all the things, you kick his legs, especially. If he's heavy boxing, as much as Max is heavy boxing, switch stances on him. Give him different looks. Make him hesitate and pin him into the corner where he feels like his only strength is boxing. But score the points with everything outside of boxing. Kicks, punch, or kicks, clinch, takedowns, submission attempts, knees. But don't get into a back-and-forth tit-for-tat with Calvin Cater in a punching match because it's just not going to go your way. You're going to have to hit Nato Moikanya. You're going to have to use a little bit of the reach and your kicks to just stay out of harm's way, move around. Hinato used the kicks to counter the punching. So Calvin's going to use his hands to set up his legs. Well, this is where you got to use the legs to just kick him out from under him. Calvin, on the other hand, is going to have to check those kicks. He's going to have to come forward, put Max on the back foot, and just there's a there's literally a game plan that you can just follow, and that's Dustin Poirier's game plan. Just go to the body. Don't give him the space. Stick to fundamental boxing, but check the fucking kicks, and that's it. That's all you got to do. Check the kicks. Move forward. Body shots to the head. 
mix it up, up and down. I mean, if you want to throw leg kicks in there, go ahead. But I think the movement backwards the whole entire time. And use the angles, too, because Max is very good at the angles. But if there's one thing that you can learn from the Volkanovski fight, and Volko didn't even, I mean, he clearly didn't have the reach advantage. Calvin, I don't, th- I don't think he has reach. Oh, he does have the reach advantage. So in this case, since he has the reach advantage, the fainting doesn't even have to be there. Just bo- jab, body. Jab, 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 body. Jab, 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 body. Jab, body, jab, 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 right? Just the rhythm and the versatility of it. Don't invest in the body early. Check his kicks. Because in turn, checking the kicks will cause him leg damage. Force him to switch stances. Don't let him switch stances on his own terms. Cut the cage off and just let the hands fly. I think Calvin, if anything, has a really good chance of being the first one to knock out Max Holloway. I would put money on Calvin Cater in this fight. Um, I have a feeling he's going to win. I don't like when Max loses. That Dustin Poirier fight was sad to watch. Uh, feel good for Dustin, obviously, but, you know, I like, I like Max, man. Um, it's hard not to like him as a personality. Uh, but Calvin, man... Boxing on a, on a different level. So then in the co-main event, we have uh, Carlos Condit versus Matt Brown. What can I say? Um, Matt Brown's coming back for one more. Matt Brown's last fight, I mean, he's 40. His last fight, he got knocked out by Miguel Beza. And then he TK, that was 2019. So we had one fight last year. And Carlos Condit had a fight last year, and he lost, or he beat Court McGee. Um, I don't know. I like Carlos's odds. He's a lot more elusive. He's not going to be as, I mean, he's the favorite. His striking is, he's got more versatility in striking. He's got power. Um, Matt Brown has power, but he's very, like, tied regimented move forward body kick uh hands very tie style he's strong like a strong strong dude but i think carlos is just going to be too i mean four years younger reach advantage by a little bit and um yeah just pick him apart it's not, listen man 36 and a 30 and a 40 year old ufc veterans it's not going to be the most exciting fight um but there's a chance, I mean, two strikers, uh, that usually always ends up on the ground. Carlos is the favorite. It's a pretty safe favorite. Underdog-wise, still my underdog is going to be Calvin Cater, um, money-wise. Then you have the return of Santiago Ponzinibbio versus Lee Jinglang, the leech. Now, not to take away from the, what the leech done, because... His last fight, he lost decisively to Neil Magny, and Neil Magny put on a fucking show. But before that, man, he was on a he was on a high win streak. Um, three fights, right? No, yeah, three fight win streak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, knocked out top contender. His only losses have been to Jake Matthews.
Jake Matthews and a Neil Magny, right? As far as competition-wise, those are the higher levels. Santiago Ponzinibbio was at that level. However, man, he has not fought in like two years. 2018 was his last fight, and he KO'd Neil Magny. If all is the same in Santiago's world, he picks up right where he left off, and the guy that beat now, granted, MMA math doesn't always work, especially in the sense that, you know, he's been away for two years. But MMA math, man, if Santiago, yeah, he's the heavy favorite. But ring rust is can be real if you believe it's real. Could be in his head, man. It's been two years since I fought. I forget. Maybe maybe he'll freeze. Maybe, maybe. But the fans are there. So that's a, that's a. The fans being there takes away a little bit of that ring rust for him because he's going right back to what it was. It's not a sold-out arena, but he doesn't have to get used to literal silence. Also, his style kind of favors just being favors not having ring rust because you can just go out there and throw leather it's real hard um i still kind of see santiago winning this yeah and then you have the return of joaquin buckley versus alessio di chicarico um alessio so Joaquin Buckley is coming off that knockout win of up and comer. That's right. Um, Jordan, Jordan Wright. Alessio is coming off of a loss. Three losses. Man, this is kind of just like a tailored, tailored fight for Joaquin. They're trying to give this guy the ability to make, yeah another viral sensation to start the year off. He's on a three-fight losing streak. He's lost to Holland, Kevin Holland. Um, it's hard not to bet on Joaquin for this one. Kind of seems tailored. That's what I'm talking about. This is why I didn't come back and do... Literally why I did not come back, back earlier and do a fucking podcast. This is awful. Having to break down this card for you is the bane of my existence right now. I fucking hate this. This is there's nothing interesting about any of these matches except for the main event. You have, you have people that are barely tested, Joaquin Buckley on the main card because he had a viral knockout and then I just watched the Kevin Holland fight against him. It, it was like he's it was yeah, he threw a lot of heavy shots and Kevin Holland ate all of them. St- Clenched him up, smothered his power, just did basic martial art concepts to him. And knocked and knocked him out. He just hit him with a, a right down the pipe. That's it. It was clean. It was nice. But I'm not going to go out here and say Kevin Holland is on the stri- same striking caliber as Israel Adesanya. But you're going to put Joaquin Buckley on the main card 
and half people have to break down his fights because he got one knockout on a guy who clearly wasn't in the same striking realm, but still leagues away from Israel out of Sanya. You want me to break this down? This is, I'm, no, I'm done. I'm not breaking down this, the rest of this card. This is done. I'm, uh, I have a hard time wanting to break down next week's card. You're going to throw Ike Villanueva versus Vin, Vincis Morea as the lineup to the co- The co-main event has Warley Alves in it. Warley Alves has not been relevant. No offense to Warley Alvarez, but why are you feeding him to Morin Lazez? Lazez is a great fighter. Darren Till's trained with him. He's very, very good. He's someone I would like to see. But put him against someone that's worth a damn as far as relative relativity in the welterweight division. No one remembers who Warley Alvarez is. The only reason why he's relevant, at least a little bit, is because he choked out Colby Covington. That's it. Man, and not even to mention UFC 257. Besides the co- the main event and co-main event, there is nothing on the main card. People want to... Mm. Yeah, the, car, the rest of the card is not even finished. It's embarrassing, dude. This is really embarrassing, to be honest. You have a Connor card, it's not even filled. Um, yeah, I, I mean, as far as you can listen to the beginning of this podcast and get your whole Holloway, Calvin Cater breakdown, you're going to get a, a Chiesa versus Magni breakdown for sure. But man, the rest of these fights, you can just go look at Bet DSI, Bavada, Bavado, or wherever you get your things and just do it yourself. Like, I'm not going to hit you with big underdogs if this is the caliber fights that they're putting on. Um, James Krause, not sure why this Joaquin Buckley wasn't booked, uh, but I'm saying I'm fucking... Oh, but to say I'm ducking him is absurd. Um, Yeah, man. Like, James Krause easily could have been there instead of Alessio D. Cut- I don't... I don't know. Why is he even an option? He's on a three-fight losing streak. Cut his ass. He's at, He should be out. He should be out already. He lost to Zach Cummings. Should be gone. Should be no reason he's there. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. All right. Well, this has been another episode of Sunscrap Nation's podcast. Uh, thanks for listening. You can catch all this on sunscrapnation.com. Or iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify. Go check us out. Instagram, Facebook, wherever. SunscrapNation.com. SunscrapNation. Been your host as always, Daniel Jonas. Thank you again. Have a good day. And enjoy the fights, I guess. Bye. Mm -hmm.